What We Like. We're your hosts, Cindy and Sonia. Join us each week as we discuss the world of adulting with some ratchet recap and buzz sessions. Because these are not friends. <laughs> because I feel like it's my page. Right. And I should be able to post what I want to post. I live my life unapologetically. I do. weekend i feel like i say that every time (laughs) well i I can understand that because i am always ready for the weekend yes like i'm always ready for the weekend when i don't have anything to do and even when i have something to do i'm still ready for the weekend oh yeah that doesn't change for me busy weekend no plans weekend it doesn't matter i'm ready for it yes okay can i tell you a quick story I went out to a finger quote lounge this weekend for, you know, and it was like 40s to I'd say 60s. But the coolest thing was these people were getting it in. Like they were partying like it was no tomorrow. Like they still were in their early 20s. Like when all your body parts still move really good and like... It was a, it was really cool to see people my age still having a good time. Like oh, just yeah. having a good time. And you know, sometimes you forget that just because I'm over 40, over 50 that I still can do that. I can still dance, I can still party and have a good time and it's nothing wrong with that. You know, and, and I nothing think the wrong. Thing is, we look at that crazy when we're 20 right 25 but when you get to that actual age it's like okay this is normal this is what I do right and I had a good time they played old school music they played some of the newer rappers but the the rappers that you know like Drake and you know, the ones that you know, Meek Mills, you know, those that you know, like, I don't know all the YGs and the Young Jeezys and all, I don't know most of their music. Well, I you know. know the Drakes and the Meek Mills, but I don't know any of their music. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I know some of their, I know some of their music just because I like a little trap music in my life, you know, but, um, but yeah, so I just, I just thought I'd say, like, I was just so pleased to see people getting it in in their 40s and 50s and having a good time like like you said yes and that's what we should do that's you you probably don't have any big responsibilities like children and that kind of thing so you should be living it travel and and doing what you like to do and if partying is what like what you like to do do it that's what i say (laughs) Okay, so we can get into the car chatter for this week. Okay. So, did you see Tiger Woods won I the? Did. Yeah, that he got his little green jacket, and I don't know how much money they win, but um, I don't know. But let me tell. So I, he won, and everybody was super excited about the fact that he won, and everybody had counted him out. Nobody thought he would win again. And, you know, Mr. Loves to Golf, so he was just like, he's going to win, he's going to win. And it was like the whole time he was, like, keeping tabs on what's going on. <laughs> and then when he won, and it was like, okay, great. Everything is great. But then, fast forward to today, I started hearing people were saying, okay, so we back on uh, Tiger Woods. Oh. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute, what now? 
So, I, of course, people were saying, okay, so we excited because he won, but we going to forget that he's a Trump supporter. <laughs> now, oh I, I don't know. I Has he ever said that he wasn't black or has he said that he is, he, he considers himself more than just black? Like, he doesn't, I, from my understanding, he doesn't consider himself black. He coined a name for himself. Black yeah. Caucasian, something he pinned. But like they said, okay, we get all of that and, and nobody is trying to take away from all that you are. But let's be clear, when people see you, they see a black man. And right. you got pulled over and you didn't know where you were and they arrested you. The, re the arrest report listed you as a black male. Right. So, because when you look I, at him, he looks like a black male. Right. <laughs> like, right. So <laughs> it's like, I think the black community was really happy and really excited that he won because we really don't have anybody else that right. is coming up behind Tiger in our community that's playing golf. So it was like, okay, he represented for us, but then people were saying, yeah, but he really not representing for us. So I, then I, I, I heard, uh, read, or was listening to a podcast and it said, yeah, we can distinguish between the two. He really not rocking for us like that, but he's still a black man that has won again. <laughs> right. And, and that's, that's, that's how I see it. Like, I'm I'm not a fan just because, you know, I don't know that much about golf or whatever, but I'm just not like a fan of his or whatever. But I thought it was great. He is uh, an awesome player, and you can't take that away from him, whether he's black, white, or whatever. He's still great at his craft. And so, yeah. but, you know, for all the people who... If you don't want to be black, then we we don't have to have you. Like we can be happy that you won. If you don't, that, I mean, that's how I feel about. It. Like if you don't want to be one of us, then don't. Like, but when something happens and you get arrested or the, or something like that, don't come to us. You know, don't come for us to back you up or whatever. Cause stay he black and these or whatever. Humble than he yeah. was before and a lot more uh i guess maybe zen like but i mean you can contribute that to some of the things that he's gone through and also the fact that he's older and he's more mature now so right i'm still yeah. happy that he won <laughs> yeah yeah i'm i'm happy i watched a video of him watching a video of all the people who said he'll never win again, like Stephen A. Yes. Smith and all of these they people, was, you know, and he was watching that video. And at the end, he just kind of smiled like, okay, you know, y'all said I'd never do it, but I did it, you know. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool to see all the people who counted him out and he, you know, he and made it. And for the most so. part, they all said it like, we didn't see it. We didn't. No, we didn't think that he he would. And yeah, but he did. <laughs> yeah, he made a he made a comeback. So good for him. And then last thing I wanted to talk about for car chatter was, um, did you see Kodak Black? Is that his name? Kodak Black. He he um, got some slack for saying the thing about Nipsey um, Hustle and Lauren London saying that he would give Lauren London a year and then he would try to get at her and all of this. And he called Nipsey Hussle dude instead of saying his name. And people were saying that was disrespectful. Fault. Yeah, yeah, that's I, basically. I think in the grand scheme of things, that was disrespectful. But then I've also learned that you also always have to consider the source and where it's coming from. Absolutely. He is, I don't know how old he is. I don't know his music, but I, I think he's young. Very and young. He obviously didn't have a connection to Nipsey, didn't know him, didn't 
have any type of feelings toward him whatsoever. So for him, Nipsey was another person that died. Right. And Nipsey's woman is a nice looking woman and he's saying what a lot of people are thinking. Right. But nobody would actually say it on a live video. Right. And that's just the inappropriateness of him. Right. So I, I think that it was very disrespectful, but then the source. Absolutely. I, I, I feel the same way. I think a lot of people were probably thinking it or joking around about it, but you have the sense to say it to your friends, like on a phone or in your house or something. He just said it, you know, out loud and was on video and didn't really care. Because even when he got the flack about it, his little weak ass apology was He did. <laughs> it, it, it was, but now it's it's just it's 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 gone to a place where it really does not need to go. T.I. said something, Kodak Black said something, T.I. did a verse, Kodak did a song, and it's just all over the place. And once again, I think T.I. is in a different place. Don't go right. back and forth with him because now Kodak has done this diss track where he is disrespecting Tiny and he called out T.I.'s sons and called them a not so nice word. So it's just like gone to a place where it really did not need to go. No, it didn't have to go there. Now, I will say that the radio stations and stuff were saying that they were going to stop playing his music and all of this. I thought that was going too far when it first happened. You know, I thought... Okay, so tell me this um, with, with that whole thing because what he said was, I think, in so many words, Lauren London is fine and I'm going to give her a year to mourn and i'm gonna get at her right something along those lines right so how do you view that again like when the game did the record about sleeping with but he used another word right the kim kardashian and talking about other men's wives that he has been with is there a difference no, I don't think there's a difference. I think where people got all in their feelings was because Nipsey Hussle had just passed away. And because, you know, he had done so many great things in the community and people were just really in their feelings about his death. And so that just felt like a smack in the face. Again, it was... And listen to The Breakfast Club, ever since Nipsey died, Charlemagne has been talking about it. I think that he really cared a lot about Nipsey. But right. even what he felt for Nipsey, he still would say, he still said, we need to keep that same energy. Because how is what Kodak Black did different than what the game did, different than what any of these rappers do when they're disrespecting women? Right. It's it's, it's not. So, I don't think they should have stopped playing his music. And I don't know that T.I. should have done a video or the game should have done a video. Maybe DM him or call him or get at his people or something and say, hey, I want to talk to him. And, to, and want because T.I. is if he's not 40, he's really close to it and so you should be taking these young people under your wing and saying hey instead of chastising him like that in front of people just calling him up or whatever you two rich people do and you know say hey but that was disrespectful you gotta know what you're gonna get when you call somebody out in public. In public like that. Right. And he's young. So he's going to lash out. Just like when yeah. people were calling for him to say sorry. He, instead of just saying, you know what? I That was disrespectful and I apologize. Instead of just saying that and letting it go, he said, well, if I said something wrong, but I didn't. You know, so. Sadly, you know, I think that he did the best that he could do with the apology because 
he didn't think he did anything wrong. In, right. In, in the beginning. He didn't know right. the man. He called him dude. He had no personal connection. And I, he was like, if I... The source. <laughs> yeah. And one more thing that, that was said on The Breakfast Club, I think it was Charlemagne, he said, we are... It's like, we hear it a lot now. The least little thing that happens or that somebody does or somebody says... We're quick to say cancel them, and he right. said people were saying uh, take Kodak and bring Nipsey back, and it was like no, we don't want anybody to right. leave us in that manner, and people need to really stop with the canceling people and try canceling the behavior. That right, people are that's doing. what I'm saying. No, school him and teach him where he went wrong and what how. He what he said was wrong because probably everybody in his camp, nobody's gonna tell him that he's wrong. That he pays them. The first one, a few of the guys did say that too soon. Disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. It's just I I just feel like we we do cancel people and without especially the young people without teaching them. That could be a teachable moment, just like you do with your parents. I mean, your children or your siblings, and your parents, whatever. Too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a teachable moment, especially when you get to that role reversal. <laughs> yes, yes, it could be a teachable moment. Why something is wrong? Why we shouldn't say that? You know, especially with your parents when they get older, because sometimes yeah. they say and do stuff, and you like. Wow, you do know you can't say that. Like, you right. know. Right. What I want is, I want T.I. to not respond again. And I want them to just let this go. Because it'll, it'll, it's heading in a place that's not going to be pretty. Right, right. I, I hope he does. Let's just yeah. hope they just leave it at wherever these little diss tracks, just throw those little diss tracks out and be done with it and move on. You know, because yes. now it's getting to a place where T.I., you too old to be doing this. You know, right. and, and expect not only that. that it him. goes to a different place because it, you're disrespecting his wife. You're disrespecting his kids. Then that could make T.I. want to take it off of the diss track to the streets. Which right. It's not a good thing. We definitely don't need that. Not over something not like this. We def- definitely no. don't need that. And really not over somebody who when he... I don't think he was being malicious when he made the statement. He's just young and dumb and doesn't know any better. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. Well, now we can move into the conversation. So, I was listening to Michael Bayesden's, uh podcast a couple of days ago. And the topic was bust a move. So he he basically was talking about, um, you know, how to make that move, whether it's you're getting a divorce or you're leaving one town to move to another because of a job or you just want to move or whatever, trying to make that move and, and all that it entails in making that move, like just making it happen. And it was really an interesting topic because, you know, I have moved several times because my ex-husband was in the military and I've moved because of a divorce. And so busting that move, just even if it was just moving from the house that we shared to now a house by myself, that was, that was a transition and you know, it takes a lot to get from point A to point B. And so I thought, wow, that'd be a good topic because we both know about busting a move. So, <laughs> yeah, and I, I heard that episode as well. And when I think about it, I've I bust that move a couple times and coming from being much younger and going off to college and then coming back from college and and moving to another state on my own and fast forward to years and years later to divorcing and 
moving. Right. <laughs> so, right. And, you know, it's, I think it, it is, it can be stressful. Yeah. Especially a divorce move. That can be extremely stressful. But it can be. I think when it's all said and done, it's like a who-saw moment. Right. And, and it's doing almost, the right thing, that is. Right. And it's almost one of those things where you like, you look back on it and say, what was I so scared of? Like, I, yeah. you know, I, I did this and I'm okay, you know, because that's part of it in any of the moves, because it's such an unknown, you don't know what it's going to look like or feel like on the other side. So you're nervous. Like, like you said, when you go off to college, you're nervous about what's it going to be like without mom and dad. And, you know, I'm going to be there by myself and I don't really know anybody or all these different things. But then yeah, once you do it, <laughs> I, you know what? I was excited, but I also was nervous about just being on my own, I guess. I was just nervous about it. But probably the biggest move for me was um, the divorce because, you know, I had been married for so long. And then, you know, all the things, like I said, getting from point A to point B, setting yourself up for that. Like, okay, what about my finances? What about living by myself? And, you know, all the things that it takes to lead up to it. You know, yeah. that's what that can be scary. What am I taking out of the house? What am I leaving right. in the house? And right. Right. Everything. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and it's it's a lot to think about. And, you know, I'm big on lists. Like, I make a list for everything. When I'm about to go out of town, I make a list and put it on top I of my luggage. And I check it off. And then I go through it again just before I zip it up the last time. Even if everything is crossed off the list, I still go back through the list. So I'm big on lists. So I have that I, list when I'm traveling. I have that list when I'm running errands and I'm yes. writing stuff off. And if I picked up something that was not on my list, I'm writing it on my list just so that I can mark it off. Yes, <laughs> I do that. I do that. I thought I was the only one who did that because I like if we're going out of town. I'll put stuff on the list that I didn't, like if I pack something, I'll put it on the list so I can cross it off. So now I know yeah. it's on the list, you know. So that's that's what I feel about what I did when I decided, okay, yeah, you're, you're leaving. There was a list, a pros and cons list first to make sure that I was doing the right thing. And then a list of all the things that needed to be done before, before the moving know. people came. Right. And you know. I have a friend who is contemplating a move, yes or no, or maybe, probably not. But I suggested that. I said, make a list of the pros and cons. Because you might think you know everything that's going on. And you might think you have this list in your head about what you should be doing and when you should do it and how you should do it. But if you put that on paper and you're able to look at it and you know definitively, okay, these are the pros and these are the cons and you weigh that out, it makes it a little bit more clearer. And I think Absolutely. it can help you ease into that process because when you start writing it out, you'll end up with some things on that list that you didn't have in that list in your head. Right. Right. And it's not something that you have to make a list and act on it immediately. This might be an ongoing list. You might have it for six months. You might have it for a year. But you can look at that and kind of use that as a guide to help you go in the direction that you need to go in. And it, it can help you decide if you should be busting that move or if you should be staying still. Right. I also believe that when you when you make the list, the list is for you. It's not right. something that you have to share with everybody or unless you want to. But and I might the, need to clarify no. that with him. Maybe that's why he's stalling on the list. I might need to let him know it's not for me, it's just it's, for you. Right. It's Your not for everybody. Right. right. Unless now I will say that going through the divorce process, I um 
I did probably share, like we didn't sit down and I say, here's my one through 15, but I did share a lot of things on my list with you because it was, it was helpful to talk about it and get someone else's perspective. perspective. You know, yeah. doesn't mean I had to act on what you said or what you liked or didn't like. It just gave me another perspective right. of, you know, what's going on. So the list to me is very helpful, even if it's not divorce. Like, even if it's I'm trying to move from one state to another, make a list of pros and cons of you moving. And even if you are going to move regardless, then, okay, I'm going to move. Here's the pros about me moving. Here's the cons. How can I overcome those cons? Like, right. oh, it's this is going to be, you know, a bigger a bigger finance for me than, than I really want. Okay, well, what can you do? Maybe you got an Uber for six months or whatever. You know, yeah. so I think and the list can help. thing that you help. cannot do is... You cannot wait for everything to be perfect before Absolutely. you make that move because that will never, ever, ever, never, ever happen because there is no perfection here on earth. So even sometimes that money goal, well, I need to have X amount of dollars in my bank account before I make that move. I don't really think that's always necessary because again, if we put all of these requirements on the move and we wait for certain things to happen or what in our mind, what we think is going to be the perfect opportunity. We may make wake up one day and it's 20 years later and we're still talking about the same move. Absolutely. And trust me, I have seen that happen. Like you wake up. I mean, we all have seen, look, we in, the middle of April, and I swear we yes. were just talking about Christmas. You know, <laughs> it I was mean, just January a week ago. What are you saying? Yes, I mean, and think about a year ago. A year ago, this time we went on a cruise, and I swear we it did. seems like it was just a couple of months ago. Like I'm it doesn't seem like right. <laughs> So, you know, you can't let time, I agree with you. Sometimes you just have to set a plan and and make it happen and then work on the, the stuff as you're making it happen. Like, like you said, maybe your finances aren't right at 100% where they, where you want them at. They're 75, make the move because a lot of times we get in a rut and, a change can really bring about more it changes can. for you. You know, sometimes you just read, you got to recalibrate, you know, just yeah. make a change. And yeah. so that could bring about some more changes for you. I think. I so, agree. I, I agree. With yeah. That, with that whole So you, you, you might have to talk to your friend and tell him, you know, maybe make the list. And maybe the list might surprise you and give you the answer opposite of what you were thinking. Right. You know? And, and I said that. It, you might make this list and realize, well, you know what? I need to work on this. And, but if that's right. the case, you actually have to make a, a physical and an emotional and a mental effort. You have to do something to work on it. You can't just say, oh, I think I, I need to stay and not do anything. Because if you were contemplating right. leaving, there is an issue that you need right. to address. And right. I tell him all the time, at the end of the day, be it stay, be it go, I want you to be happy. Absolutely. That's and that's the goal. That's the, to me... That's the goal, like, it's to be happy. And, and a lot of times these moves are what help you to be happy. Well, my you know, move brought me to a happy place, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I, I truly believe my move brought me to a happy place. Yes. Not only me, but my ex-husband too. Yes. Girl, he living his best life. maybe fear that everything is going to end up bad. I think we can both say we have relationships with them that 
we communicate. It wasn't right. a thing where there was yelling and screaming and nobody is talking to anybody anymore. We both still have them. They're there and we communicate with them. Right. And, and you know, that it's always going to be that way for me. But the move, like I said, made me happy in the end and it made him happy in the yes. end. And so that's what's important is your happiness. Right. So if moving out from your parents' house or moving out from a significant other or a husband or wife, if that will make you happy, then, then do, do it. Because even a lot we, of times you know, it's also when the kids are gone and then you're that right you you're in that emptiness place and you realize that you know what i was here because this was the best place for the kids it was a it was right area the schools were good but you know they're gone now and that's not a concern and i've always wanted to live here or i've always wanted a condo instead of this house like whatever the case is i just think that if it's placed in you to do, like you said, make that list. <laughs> yep. And move from there. And do it. Bust the move. Bust the move. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely need to bust a move. <laughs> well, I guess we can wrap up the conversation right now because you know I want to save as much time as possible. To talk about Ratchet Recap. Because. Yeah, waiting on this one. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I just need you to tell me. What's wrong with your girl Nene. Like what's what's going on. What's up. I, I'm going to give her to you. Like, Nene I'm going to make her your girl. Like she. I just Overall. I feel like she is just miserable. Yes. And she wants everybody around her. To be miserable. From the people that she says is no longer her friends to the ones that she kind of claimed as her friends to her own husband. Yes. She was just mean and nasty and an old booger bear to everybody. To everybody. And here's the thing. Like you just said, you know, she's miserable for whatever reason. Whatever's going on and she's miserable. Why is she miserable? What whatever who knows but <laughs> she's miserable but a lot of times when I'm in a funk and I'm not having the, the best of week or month or whatever I don't want to be around other people or make other people feel that way I actually feel good like if I'm having a real crappy day if I call you and you say oh I won $500 at least that gives me some happy moment you know like yes. i don't want to yes. talk to you and you say oh my dog died and <laughs> they're talking about firing me at work and you know now i'm taking on your stuff or i'm making you more upset like i just don't understand her especially my someone who i was just a couple of weeks ago calling a friend you know her and cynthia were cool and, and calling a sister but, you know, part of me feels like because Nene is so big on letting everybody know that she is the head and she was the beginning and she is why the show is relevant and she is this and she is that. I think that because there were other storylines going on and other people were relevant this season and she wasn't the one that even I feel like she was a booger bear. But I think even with Greg's health scare and everything that was going on, the light right. was still shining on other people. Like Cynthia had her stuff going on with her new business opportunities and the Seagrams that she's doing. And Portia had the baby and Eva had the wedding and all of these other things going on, which it kind of dimmed her light. Right. And I don't think she right. knew how to deal with that. No, That's because a friend, a friend would friend. be like, do you shine? You know, like, do you see my friend over here doing yes. it? You know, that's that's a friend to me. Because I think we celebrate our friends 
when they are doing it, when they are excelling, because we know that right. our time is coming too. Right. Or maybe we've had our time, as Nene did with her swag boutique when she opened in Miami and everybody was there supporting her. So it's like, can you spread the love? Can you share it? Can everybody get a little shine? Right. Like, I, you're probably right. That is why she was, you know, in her feelings so much is because there was other big storylines. Like, Eva's wedding yeah. was a big storyline for her, especially since she's like a new housewife. You know, that was right. a big storyline for her. Cynthia and Mike and then right. her daughter going off to school and her businesses, she had a pretty significant storyline, you yeah. know. And yeah. so, and even Shamari. And she wasn't as available right. to be serving on Nene. I don't know what it is that has made uh, Cynthia come out of her shadow and just have her own. I don't know if it's she's just tired of the shenanigans of Nene or if it's her man that has got her in this place of, hey, I'm getting ready to do me. Whatever it is, right. I'm loving it. She should keep doing it because Nene is an ungrateful friend. Right, right. She is. And I think, like Portia said, you know, we we were supporting you. We came to Miami, you know, to see you. Like, we were supporting you, but you don't let people in, you know. So, uh, uh, how else, what else do you want us to do? And when Portia said that, she was just like, you know, crickets, crickets, crickets. And, and Andy was yeah. like, you don't have anything to say? And she was like, no, you know, like. I, somebody that I call my friend, if I see that I've hurt your feelings, I would feel bad. You know, I would feel bad oh, about she that. Didn't, she didn't act like she felt bad. She didn't, there was like no remorse. She was just like, whatever. Yeah. She didn't care. And, you know, Portia was like that. It, it, it hurts my feelings. And I think for you to just say, we're not your friends when we were really there supporting you. And she was just emotional right like it's like it she didn't hear it or it's like she had just tuned everybody out like that's a cold-hearted person yes because nothing was said that like penetrated her heart to make her be like you know what you're right and i apologize for that right i mean there was nothing yeah she just sat there and rolled her eyes and smacked her lips and did this and that and i'm just like over her. Right. And let her go away like she did a few seasons ago. And bring Kenya back. And and I was gonna say, you know, the show was still okay without Nene. Yeah. You know, it's not like the show didn't survive with Nene. That it it was still okay without Nene. Like I still watched it without her. I did. I actually well, and I would again. I didn't mind it. <laughs> right. I didn't mind it without her because she is like she starts stuff, you know, and so I I didn't mind it without her. But I thought um, Portia said something good that resonated with me when she said, you know, if you're so quick to say we're not friends, it kind of makes me think all the time we spent together, you know, was it real, right. you know, or were we ever really friends? And, you know, I've, you know, I've had a similar situation where I, me and two of my friends who I hung out with all the time and talked to all the time and, you know, we did happy hours and all of this, we just stopped speaking. We stopped hanging out. It was like abrupt. Like we were hanging out. We went out of town on vacation. We came back. We don't speak anymore. And that's been almost three years. Yeah, I, and I still don't understand that. Right. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but but it also made me think, wow, if you could just stop talking to me like that, then were we ever really friends? And now I feel stupid for all the personal stuff I shared. If we aren't really, we weren't really friends. Like if we were just, you know. 
Right, because this wasn't just a happy hour friendship for you. Like this was a a thing where they came into your home, which I know right. you don't do right. freely. You went into their home and traveled together. So I, I do know it it was what you considered a friendship. But that that was it, it was weird. weird. <laughs> and so I understood what what Portia was saying, like, yeah, if you could just cut me off. And it yeah. can be hurtful, especially when you think that somebody is your friend and there's no clear cut reason that you know of why the friendship is no longer there. And then without even knowing why we stopped speaking. I apologize. And just like Portia, Portia had the conversation. You tried to reach out and have a conversation and it was just like. Right. It was crickets. And I even said to them, hey, I don't know what happened for my part in it. You know, I'm sorry, whatever, you know, whatever happened. I don't know what happened, but if you want to talk about it, I'm here or whatever. Crickets. So to me, that says, wow, we weren't even because it doesn't even warrant a conversation. And I reached out and said, hey, I don't know what happened, but, you know, we can talk about it. You know, I'm here for me for a friend. I would be like, OK, well, especially after some time had passed. You know. Even if he was like, you know what, I'm not really feeling this bitch, but I will have a conversation. I think that I, I at least owe her. Now, I've had to, I at least owe her that. Right. But just to not say anything, no communication, nothing at all. That's, that. I mean, to me, that is like a cold-hearted person. Yeah. Yeah. So. No feelings whatsoever. I could definitely understand where um where she was going with you know with that i got it now before we go definitely have to talk about so what you think about shamari (laughs) do you think she has a drinking problem or no i think that uh, we we do remember that she is from decatur so i think that she was being a decatur girl in true fashion I think she likes to turn up. I think she likes to right. have a good time. And I think that when she feels like she either has a designated driver or she feels like she's in a safe environment, she'll let it all hang out. Whereas some people, you know, I, I might go out and have a few drinks if I'm driving. I know, okay, I need to stop here. I, I probably shouldn't say that because you shouldn't be drinking and driving anyway. Right, but right, right, right. If you have a designated driver or you're Ubering, then you still have your limit of where you're right. going to stop. Because, right. especially if you're out and about. Now, that's the thing. If you're out and about, I think that you still need to have that limit where you stop because nobody needs to be in public acting a fool. Right. Now, if it's a night in and we hanging out and we having fun, yeah, you can let loose a little bit. If we're on a girl's trip and we're we're in, still in, having fun, then it's a different story. But right. I still think with all of that, you still need to stop short of puking and trying to molest your friends. Right. <laughs> like, that's a no-no. Right. Because I think we all know, we all know our limit. Like, you know your limit of, ooh, I, I feel kind of tipsy and, you know, that kind of walk where you kind of yeah. tried really hard to stay straight, but it seems like you're going to the right. That, and then you know your next limit, like, oh, this is puke, yeah. you know, dizzy, hangover the next day limit. You know, you in your 20s, it seems like, you aspire to get to that limit. Like, you know, like just before that limit, like, Ooh, you know, but now as, (laughs) yeah. But at this point in life, you know, like you said, I'm hanging out with the girls or whatever, and we're in, then yeah, I might take it to right at my limit where I get a little tipsy. And for me, usually when I get anywhere past that limit, I'm going to sleep. 
Like, yeah. and it doesn't matter where I am. I'm going to sleep. So I definitely am not going to do that out because I'm going to go to sleep wherever it is. But I think most of the ladies said that, no, they just feel like she needs to have fun. I think Portia made a, a, a drunk remark. Marlo made a drunk remark. And then they said to Candy, and Candy said, no, I just think she likes to have fun. And they said, well, you said at Eva's wedding, don't have another drink <laughs> but candy was like well i just said that because we were at eva's wedding like that wasn't the place for her to turn right and shamari made a good point on um candy speak on it she said you have to remember that all of these events are shot over months so it's not like Right. Where we see it every week, it looks like, dang, every week she drunk. But we don't take into consideration that this is months out of their life. You know, not the weeks and like we see. I it. agree. You know. And I think the other thing is, it's always when the girls are hanging out. Right. And we didn't see scenes where she was at home right. drinking and, and getting drunk or she was you know, just hanging out by herself, getting drunk. These were all times when they were having events or they were hanging out, having a party. It was all when they were getting together, like girls night. Right. I think she could probably dial it, dial it down a bit just because she could definitely do that. I don't want to, I don't want to be the one that when I get drunk, you know, or I've had too much to drink that I start, touching my girlfriends or you know kind of saying stuff that would be inappropriate i'm pretty sure that i wouldn't start touching my girlfriends though because that's not in me so drunk or not i'm not gonna put my hands on your vagina or your titties or none of that yeah, you know, you know <laughs> she doesn't seem to be embarrassed about anything that she has done she just chalks it up to i'm just having fun and we have to understand she has little kids and before this you know before being on the housewives it seems like and of course we don't know their lives but it seems like she didn't get out much you know just from the way she talked you know and so yeah you know it, it's probably she just you know letting her hair down and you know, having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I say give her a pass. I don't think she has a real problem. I just think she, um, you know, she just needs to maybe dial it down a little bit. Know your limit and stay just under your limit. You know, instead of trying to dance all over your limit and go above it, just stay just under your limit. And before we go, since I haven't said it in this Ratchet Recap, I'm going to say it for you because I know you like hearing it. I don't like Marla. So I just want <laughs> I think she's going to grow up. We're going to get Marlo I just wanted to peach. say it. I need to, I need to start a campaign to get Mar Marlo that peach. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't want Marlo to have a peach. I think that can't, she can take Nene's place now. She can take she will she'll bring the sauce. Let let she can because she do she does the shade, fun shade, sometimes mean shade, but she not that nasty mean like Nene is. Well, okay, let me correct you though. She she can get kind of nasty sometimes. She does say some just like dang, you didn't have to say yeah, like she she say some stuff and because I still have questions as to what does she do for a living? Like, what, what? She's into, okay, like, what, well, what does a lot of them do? Like, Shamari? She, she's okay. Not anymore. But Shamari has Kenya. a husband. Kenya okay, has a husband. Kenya, Kenya These, just got her husband. Okay, but what did Marlo do? We talking about your girl. What does your girl do? <laughs> she has some fashion lines. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to research that one. <laughs> well, okay. That's what you do. Research that and get back to me. Oh, and, and, and Marlo has said her check is real nice from oh. uh, Bravo. Okay. Well, maybe that's what she's living on then. And she probably still have some sponsors too, you know. 
Okay. All right. Well, she paying the bill. Let's just put it at that. She paying yeah, the bill. look like it because she has a nice condo or townhouse or whatever that is. Just from the few times that they've shown it, it looks really nice. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I just and had she to say that. looking good. Yeah, she does. Better than most of them. And we know what they do for a living. Yes. <laughs> so... I just had to put that out there, though. I just like saying it every episode so you will be clear that I still yeah. don't like Marlo. I think so. she'll end up rubbing off on you. Oh, okay. I follow her. <laughs> I don't. She's in the Bahamas on vacation. Oh, see, I don't follow her. I did see her. I don't know if you sent it to me or somebody else. She was at this place um, in Atlanta, this vegan restaurant in Atlanta called Slutty Vegan. Oh, I did because you told me about that place. Yeah, yeah, she was she was there, so I did see her do that, and she said she liked the burger. Um, she said it was really good, and it is. So if we ever meet up in Atlanta, we will go to Slutty Vegan because the burger is really good. So. Yes. Okay, well, I guess that does it for this week's topic and ratchet recap and car chatter. So see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like to share your comments or let us know what you think about the episode, Please email us at whatwelikeinc at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at whatwelike. Make sure that you guys are doing what you like this week. Because we'll definitely be doing what we like. Bye. Bye.